The Carmichael Dave Show. He's on the microphone when he's not on the microphone. He's playing a song, and when he's not playing a song, he's on the microphone, and then boom! With Jason Ross. No, he didn't! Yes, he did! Call or text at 916-339-1140. It's the Carmichael Dave Show with Jason Ross on Sacktown Sports. Welcome in. 1-800-920-1140-916-339-1140. That's your text line. You can watch us on uh, YouTube. Hello to Earl G.L. Lobo. I was uh, talking to him or her yesterday. Don't know. And uh, that's a new face. Uh, a lot of new faces showing up. And, you see uh, their faces? A lot of new screen names showing up. And uh, we appreciate, obviously, we love and appreciate all of our would light, you want to see their faces? Um, yes, honestly, I would love there to be a way where like everybody had a profile pic of who they are. Just if they can see us, mm-hmm. it's not fair. Let's see who you are. And some of them have. see what you're doing. Yeah, let's see what, what's going on with you right now. Yeah. Like honestly, if you had to guess, seven oh one right now. Let's say we have hundred thousand people listening, which is be a normal day. How many out of that 100,000 are currently in their underwear? Some form of it. 15%. Hopefully all of them have underwear. Right? Yeah, I, I literally. I know what you meant. You knew what I meant. You knew what I meant. Yeah. I think you're about right. Check in on the chat line. Are you yeah. in your underwear currently? <laughs> yeah. Um, I am a... Life or Niner fan. I've gone, I've gone, uh, Jason, I was thinking about this yesterday after we, um, after we, we got off the air. Remember when we were talking about 1994, 30 years yeah. since the, the Niners have won it? Like, in my lifetime, even though I was a tiny little baby when they first, I, like, I have a, my first sports memories, honestly, are the Niners winning their, their first, like, barely can remember it, but I, I have, like, a memory of it, right? So I have seen five 49er championships in my lifetime, and now I've gone 30 years without. Do I qualify as a member of a tortured fan base yet? I would say no. Because of the five, right? Yeah. And and I want to be clear. I came to the same conclusion. I agree with you. But there's something I think that's a little like, okay, the lines have always sucked. The Kings have always sucked. Like, we don't know anything else. Yeah, the difference is seeing the championships. Right. In, in, in a way, in a weird way. Like Sacramento has, or the Kings. Kings. But we but weren't nobody, around for that. No. So, yeah, that that. but the Niners, you were. Now, if somebody is 28 years old, do mm-hmm. they qualify as a tortured fan, as a Niners fan? They've never seen a championship. I guess, and maybe there's different versions of it because I don't think of the Kings in the same way as the Lions. I mean, sorry, the 49ers is the same way as the Lions. No. No, there's levels. Yeah. Of course, there's like, this is the most tortured fan base. Like, Lions, Bills, you know, there's far more tortured fan bases. I just wonder, 
first. If a guy my age who's seen five but hasn't seen him in 30, does that qualify as tortured? No, I agree with you. But there is something a little bit extra weird about having, like I said, when uh, up until I was, you know, what, in my 20s, or actually my teens, like I just thought the Niners won championships. Yeah, I mean, you know, it'd be an interesting one because you brought up the Bills. So let's say, uh, heaven forbid, the Niners win this week and lose in the Super Bowl mm-hmm. and then have one more Super Bowl appearance. and lo- That's four Super Bowl losses recently. Wait, it is? Yeah. Well, they lost to the Ravens. Yeah. No, and the Chiefs. Yeah. But if they lost again this year in the Super Bowl. That'd be three. And, no, and then I said in one more. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I did, Okay, <laughs> so, I didn't catch that. No, I didn't catch that part. Yeah. I was staring right at him. So then you're going. Shut up, Chris. All right, how is that? I mean, the Bills did it. Was it four in a row? It was. Okay, so that's it painful. Was. But I mean, four in 12, 13 years. I would say the bad thing with the Bills were they went to the Super Bowl and you knew they were going to lose. <sighs> There wasn't even like, oh, they could pull this out. There was that one year, it was the Scott Norwood kick, the the wide right. Like, that Bills team was stacked. Thurman uh, Thurman Thomas, Jim Kelly, like, that was a stacked team, that defense. They lost to the NFC East every time, is that right? Because is it two to the Cowboys and one of the then Washington Redskins? Two to the Cowboys, one to the Skins. Or was it three to the Cowboys? Well, because there's four total. Giants. Yeah, Giants, right. you're right, yeah. sorry. Yeah, it was. Yeah, wow. And but then there's the argument there, like with the Bills, four straight Super Bowls, four straight losses. Oh my God, God hates Buffalo. But four straight Super Bowls. Yeah, it's also one specific. Like that feels like Jim Kelly, Andre Reid, Thurman right, Thomas, right. Bruce Smith. Like if it's the Niner example I gave you, well, Kaepernick was the quarterback once. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy G. This would yeah. likely be Purdy for a couple. Like, yeah, it's not the same team. No, it's not the same team. Although. Have we figured out? We haven't even done the math on that yet. I'd be curious. How many, should the Niners win this weekend, how many holdovers from the Chiefs Super Bowl will, will there oh, be? Oh, there'll be quite a few. Yeah, I think so. I think there'll be a good, like, it'll definitely be double digits. It's got to yeah. be, uh, my guess is over under around 14, 13. Just quick, Matt. I mean, Bosa, Armstead. Armstead. Uh, Kittle, Debo. Is Trent Williams here? Yes, I believe I so. so. Kittle, Debo, Ayuk, I don't think was uh, might have been a rookie maybe, maybe. um and then there's gonna be like you know the, oh uh, use check yeah 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 shanahan right so the niners are certainly not in the category of the lions it's not even close um and then you have the chiefs and you have the ravens is it fair to say that the niners should be the second biggest fan favorite behind the Lions. Because the Ravens and Chiefs both have Super Bowls in the last 10, 12 years. And I feel like... Well, the Ravens have three this millennium? Two? They had the Ray Lewis one. Yeah. They had the one against the Niners. I'm not missing That's one, it. right? That's, yeah, two. That's two. Okay. Yeah. And the Chiefs are like the running dynasty. Right. So weirdly enough, the team with five championships, five Super Bowls, that is basically rented an apartment in the NFC Championship <laughs> game this last decade. Other than the Lions, they're like they should be looked at as Goliath or as David, and that ain't happening. Mm-hmm. They're not looked at as David. They are the, the Niners in this weird way are almost they're, they're looked at as like they're they're you know the corporate America team that. Always is there and know it, but like 30 Well, they're years. a flagship team, right? They are. Yeah. They absolutely are. And Kansas City is a flagship team. They've become one, I think. They have. Yeah. I mean, Detroit's kind of a, like historically, yeah, Detroit's been, been around. around. 
They just suck. Right. If you look at the matchups, who, when would the Niners be the team that most of America would be rooting for? Against absolutely, the Chiefs? Absolutely not tonight no. <laughs> or this week. No, 100%. Everybody but Niner fans is rooting for the Lions. But then even the Chiefs are people going like, oh, it'd be cool to see Mahomes win a third one and, oh, put some pressure on Brady. Maybe he's the greatest of all time. I think there are more Ravens. I think there will be more people rooting for the Ravens, weirdly. And I, I just think that's the case. Um, I don't know, Chris. I think the closest one would easily be the Chiefs. I, I'd like to say it's like 52-48 Niners. And be, because it's in Vegas, if they get there, do you think they're – I know it, it's turned into a corporate game. Yeah. But it's fan base, what do you think? There'd be more Niner fans. Cash I think. grab. I think so. <laughs> I think so. But you're right. It's such a corporate cash yeah. grab that it, it – you know, what are they going to do with that big, uh, <coughs> big sphere for Super Bowl? Make it look like a football. Yeah, got to do the, the like the Lombardi Trophy yeah. rolling around. Um, Kyle Shanahan spoke on Debo Samuel's availability. I it wasn't broken, so that that was a real good sign. Um, but uh, still hurting too much for us to really have an idea how it's going to heal heal up this week. So we just got to be patient, see how he feels on Wednesday, and. Um, you know, based off of if it's improving, it'll give us a better idea whether he has a chance for the game or not. Because he is such a unique player, do you kind of put together an idea of, of not necessarily, you know, a completely different game plan, but certain plays that would involve him that you may not be able to run Sunday? Uh, yes. Yeah, I mean, if, if we know he's not available, which I think hopefully we would know that by Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or at least in those three days, um, then it you know makes it easier, at least from a game, po- game plan standpoint, you don't have to do much. But if there's any chance, which I think we'll have a better idea by Wednesday, um, obviously there'll be things in there for him. Okay. Okay. Don't you feel like he's going to play? I do. Yeah. Just a matter of how Just based on that. But, I mean, again, if we hear more bad news, I guess, midweek, tomorrow probably, then it's okay. Yeah. But I'm sure he wants to. Well, of course. And I don't know, it, again, it gets back to one of those things, back to you trust the medical group. It's like, yeah, he probably can't do more damage than it's, than it's a pain tolerance thing. The real B of the bunch, though, is if the medical staff says, yeah, he can play, but if he gets hit the wrong way, there ain't no way he's playing in the Super Bowl. Whereas if you rest him, you have a chance of him being at damn near 100% for the Super Bowl, effectively at three weeks off. Yeah, and I'm trying to think, like, for, let's go to Debo's mindset. No, let's say that's the framework to him. Yeah. It's like, do you roll the dice going, I I mean, I want to play in both games, but if I'm going to play in one, I'd rather play in the Super Bowl, not knowing that you have that game. Yeah, and do you, do you change your, as we said, that's a big effect on the yeah. team. Yeah. Well, we'll be, we will, uh, we will see in the meantime in the NBA. When it breaks, breaking we news. have it first. It's Sacktown Sports breaking news. This is a big one. The Charlotte Hornets are trading Terry Rozier to the Miami Heat for a 2027 first-round pick and Kyle Lowry. Terry Rozier, I say it's a big one. He is quietly having quite the season. This is one of – Terry Rozier is one of the more underrated players, I think, uh, in the NBA. 23 points, four boards, six-and-a-half assists, 46% uh, from the field. Uh, has had just some phenomenal games this year, 36% from behind the arc. 
This is a really, really good pickup, especially when you consider, uh, you know, no offense to Kyle Lowry, but... They weren't getting the same kind of product. They've been looking to move him for a while. They've been looking to move him for quite a while. And then you've got a 2027 first rounder on top of that. Uh, That's that's just one of those damn heat moves I hate so much. Because it's a really, really, really good move. You got to think, I would imagine... You're going to move Terry Rozier into the starting lineup for Jaime Jaquez, your guy? I know. Well, and he's 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 a little banged up right now anyways. Uh, well, they're just different positions, though. Um, mm. What's well, their starting lineup that last? Hero, Jaquez, Butler, Martin, Adebayo. Yeah, I guess you could put Hero and Rozier in the backcourt. Aren't they both twos? Jaquez, he's probably like a... Th- well, I don't know Is what they're it? playing. He's he, well. He played like four or five at UCLA, but he's he's not that big. He's not that okay. tall. But he's not a he's not a, a guard. Six six two twenty five. They I'm haven't listed as their shooting guard, but I, wow. I'll, I'll trust you on hockey guys. You're 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 the expert there. He's a good inside footwork guy. I don't think they're moving. You know, Butler to the power forward. That ain't happening. Bam's going to be your center. Either way. Wait, who's the other starter who we're missing? So you got Hero, Hakez, Butler, Caleb Martin, Bam Adebayo. Okay. Again, my initial thoughts is it goes Hero, Rozier, Butler. Yeah. Um, That really, really, that's, just remember that move. Uh, That's one of the teams the Kings haven't faced yet. Of course, they get them on this road trip. No, it may not even be on this road trip. I think it's later. Uh, The Heat currently are the sixth seed. They are 24 and 19. They have lost three in a row uh they are two games back of the Knicks for the five seed be very interesting to see what the heat's record is seems like a good move yeah it's a really i think that's an an excellent move uh we've got more football to get to but we are out of time here we'll get to it a little bit later just some notes around the league three for madness though coming up next last night's win how does that feel for you and we'll go over the king schedule a little bit as well three for madness in just one minute Three questions, three answers. It's three for madness on the Carmichael Dave Show with Jason Ross. Here's question one. Ah, former major leaguer, Sacramento Sports Hall of Famer elect, Nick Johnson will join us at 8 a.m. Right after that, Sean Salisbury for his regular Tuesday hit. Coming up in the 9 o'clock hour, Brooks and Dunn tickets for you. Man, scared me. I swear I think that's them. I, I should probably double check. Uh, in the meantime, Chris Verlod bringing you three for madness. Brought to you by Fire Wings. Go! How did last night's win feel to you? Uh, businesslike? Mm. Workmanlike? Like, it, 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 there wasn't crazy drama. I certainly at no point was like, oh, we're going to win the game. Like, I, I was definitely, my hackles were up. They were hackled. Uh, I think I think we're all a little bit run shy. Like you get like gun shy, but run shy. Um, okay. So like you say gun. Sh- you say, right. oh, okay. <laughs> so and, and Atlanta's just not great, and they're even not greater without Trey Young. Dejounte uh, Murray did his best. Great night, thirty-five, ten, and six for him, showcasing himself. Probable future Laker. Love him on this team though. Uh, Harrison Barnes though. Ah! <laughs> He had 32 points uh, just behind his season. <laughs> <high>. <laughs> um, 
we do have to ask questions about De'Aaron. Uh-huh. Uh, he looks like he's struggling a little bit, but 21 boards, six assists, two steals, and 14 points for DeMontis Sabonis. And uh, JaVale McGee, by the way, can we please get rid of that stupid, stupid idiot rule about hanging on the rim? Hmm. Like, come on, man. Like, come, first off, there are times when you have to hang on the rim to protect players, right. of course. But then, like, so what? If you hang on the rim and you're like, these nuts, like, I get it. Technical foul. But if you. Only if you do that. Only if you do that. And by the way, it could be argued. So he dunks and he hangs on the rim, right? Ball yeah. goes down. Okay, it's inbounded. Well, now it's five on four. Right. You know what I'm saying? You could argue that somebody hanging on the rim is an advantage for the the dunky, not the dunker. All right. So so why why yeah. do you why do you have an anti fun? Right. Why do yeah. you care? That's like outlawing. Is is hanging on the rim after the dunk a uh, dunk the bat flip of the NBA? It is can that, be. Is yeah. that fair? We don't see it at that much, but yeah. 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 To me, I thought the win was um, needed. It would be the best way I'd say. I mean, four-game losing streak, you start to question things. You could just hear it in some of the post-game responses uh, that they were relieved. They had three days off, so when you have three days off, you should be at a better version of yourself. I thought the others were really good, non-Fox, non-Sabonis. Yeah. Bench was great, and they made free throws. Yeah. 24 of 27, I think, almost 90%. 89%. Yes. So something that's been a problem, it's not mean they fixed it, but for a night, that was good. So I just thought everything about it. You don't want this to spill into five or six or seven games. Four is too many, but you, you stopped it there, and now you start a new one with a winning a, of one in a row. We're on we're we're on a streak of, of one, one in a row. Yeah. We're on a 1-0 run. Look at us. Look at, look at us. Who'd have thought? Yeah. All right. Number two. Question two. How many wins do you need to see on this road trip? All right, seven-game road trip, Jason. All of them. I need seven to see them and all. Oh. I want them coming back home 31 and 18. Yeah. All right, so seven and no, oh. Anything less is a failure. Anything less would be uncivilized. Yes. Uh, at Golden State, Dallas, Memphis, Miami, Indiana, Chicago, Cleveland. Now, if I'm going by just pure numbers, I would say they split one of the Golden State-Dallas games. Okay. Uh, they should beat Memphis. They should beat Chicago. I think the over would I be would it be fair to say if you were a betting person and I laid the over under, laid the over under for wins on the seven game road trip at three and a half. Is that the right number? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it really comes down to three or four. Mm-hmm. I think I, go ahead. I was gonna say I think you could probably before it's even been played and before we've seen how they've played, you could probably talk me into three is acceptable. Yeah. Four is needed. Four or more is needed. I agree with you. I think if they win if they go three and four, and obviously it also depends on how it you know. Absolutely. Whatever. But if they go three and four, I think that's what we expect. That would be a a meh road yeah, trip. Right. Four and three are better, and mm-hmm. now we're cooking with spices. Right. And I would like to cook with spices. Yeah, it's, it tastes better. Lately, we've just been cooking with, like, flour. Yeah. That's not great. All right. Hey, uh, number three, please. Question three. Two home games over the next month. Is this the defining stretch of the season for you? kind of is. I mean, they got to... Dude, between now, today's... The 23rd of January 
between now and the 22nd of February. Keep in mind, you have the All-Star break there, but almost exactly a month. They have, they have two home games in a month. That is redonk. So, yeah, because I, I think ultimately they're going to come back. All-star break will be done. The real stretch of the season starts. This is where contenders really start shifting into gear. For all we know, there could be some changes. And they will have the large bulk of their road games out of the way. So, yeah, I'd like to see 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Wait, hold on. Sorry. Sorry, Jason. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. They have 10 road games, and they have two home games over the next month. That's 12 games. I'd like to see them win something like 7 or 8 out of 12, and I'll be absolutely okay with them. Yeah. Anything less, and they're a failure, and everyone should <laughs> Um, to me, it's not the defining. I mean, we're going to learn more like we do in every five games, every 10-game stretch that we'll learn more about them being on the road, playing some good teams. But if they make a significant trade at the deadline and or other teams do, it's just I think the finish is where it's all going to be decided. I don't think they're going to be buried here. I think they might just kind of stay about where they are. And then it's how are they playing in the last 20 games? How healthy are they? Um, that, to me, is going to be the defining moment of the season. <sighs> And a lot of it depends, too. Like, obviously, if there's, we just don't know. If there's a big move, yeah. something crazy. Right. And then you need time for, like, let's say it's uh, something that puts a new starter in the starting lineup. Well, I mean, there'll be a game or two. You're like, ooh, this looks good. And then another one. Right. Ah, got to act They're all, yeah, So, I mean, they need some games to see that. And if that does happen, they're going to need that final 25 or so to, to ramp up. It's a little bit different in basketball, isn't it? Like, in baseball, like, you get some help at the deadline. Everyone's kind of pumped up. Yeah. You know, like basketball, because the roster's so tiny, it's like you could seriously shake with a team's mentality. Yeah. Like, every, like love Iman Shumpert. Love him. Right. But that was, like, one of the most overrated things ever. Like, oh, we lost Iman Shumpert. That, that was the down. No, but that particular team did get shaken a little mentally. That mm-hmm. was not on court. That was more of a locker room whatever and if Harrison Barnes is in fact traded it will be very interesting to because it might it might be uh oh we're fish out of water we don't have our security blanket and Harrison Barnes might also be he's gone now it's time for us to lead and Mm -hmm. you know they step up and it's a Lion King moment and all that that's what I would look for love Lion King you know I do too yeah you know I found out yesterday and realized this true story uh you know the guy who plays Mr. Bean Rowan Atkinson Mm -hmm. He, he was uh, Zazu, the parrot or whatever the hell it was in Lion King. He played the voice of that. I never oh, knew that. Yeah. Okay. Good for him. Yeah. Rowan Atkinson. Good career. Yeah. I went down a Rowan Atkinson rabbit hole. Oh. It's kind of kind of what we Brits do. Yes. He's, he's one of our most celebrated actors that Wait. I don't think is. Can probably. I uh, yeah. say some behind the scenes uh, yes. stuff that's happening right now? Always. Okay. So Frankie, he's cutting the stuff. Like whenever you see like an interview or something like that that's cut up on YouTube. It's Frankie. It's on our show. It's Frankie. Uh So I'm like, hey, we've got Nick Johnson coming up and Sean Salisbury. He says to me, who is Nick Johnson? (sighs) Okay. I want to get mad at him, but I'm instantly. He should know that as a Yankee fan. 
which I said, I'm telling Jason. He responded with, wait, the Yankee? I'm just waking up. I'm sorry. I'm just learning he's from SAC. Okay. I mean, as a Yankee fan, he should know who Nick Johnson is. Especially if he's from the same town as you. What was it last week where Chris didn't know what it was and we were tripping on that? Or was it Monday? Was it yesterday? There was something. It was. He's like, well, I don't know anything about that. That happened before my time. And then yes. I was like, oh, the Beatles. You know about them. Do you remember what that was, Chris? Oh, I don't know. It was some movie. <laughs> it was a movie or musician. Oh, it's Millie Vanilli. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, you were shocked <laughs> that I never heard a Millie Vanilli was. song. Which is worse, that Frankie didn't know Nick Johnson was from Sacramento, or Chris didn't know about Millie Vanilli? Which Chris worse. didn't know about Millie Vanilli. That's worse, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like that's worse, Chris. How is that worse? It's worse. Because everybody knows about Millie Vanilli. I said I know the jokes about Millie right. Vanilli, but, but I like don't know the song. songs. You ever like rolled around listening? You know, oh, I wonder what they sound like. And why am I rolling? Why am I rolling? Yeah, why aren't I driving? We'll take a break. When me, well, why am I pounding the table? When we come back, almost wire to wire over the Hawks. And um, let's talk about De'Aaron Fox. Yeah. Something's going on there, and I want to know what, and I think you do too. So we are going to very responsibly have a conversation about De'Aaron. We'll do that next. Jason Ross. Welcome back. Good to be with you. Nick Johnson, 8 a.m. Just after that, Sean Salisbury. So, De'Aaron Fox is the man. And uh, we all know that. De'Aaron has had himself an all-star worthy season. But as we mentioned earlier in the show... If you go month by month, he's averaged 31, 30, 29. I would say all relatively right, very consistent, within a point of each other. And then this month, he's averaging 21 points, 21.7 points. Let's, let's you know, just under 22 yeah. on 41% shooting. Um, and he's looked... A little off at times. He had 12 points last night, uh, three points in that game against New Orleans where he was one of 10, just played 26 minutes. Uh, he, he's he's had a, a couple of clunkers, but just generally it looks like, honestly, I thought Jason, if anything, I was like, God, is he, because he's done this before where he'll be nursing something. Yeah. And, and where to me that shows up with De'Aaron, there was a stretch maybe late last month where remember he was ridiculously hot from three. Yeah. Like De'Aaron, I think we even had a uh, segment like, when did he turn into Steph Curry? Right. Because he was making six, seven, eight threes a game. You're going, what is, if he gets that and people start going under screens or over screens on him, like good luck because De'Aaron can get to the basket on anybody. Where I think it shows up to me on De'Aaron, it's not about the missed shots. It's where his shot chart is. And I feel like he's 
the drive-by, the get into the lane, the quickness, the going and dunk on somebody. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen that in a while, and I thought that's where 100% speculation makes you wonder, is he ailing? Right. Is he nursing something? Because that superpower hasn't shown up enough to me lately. And before we get into this, just want to be clear. As I said earlier, I was going to say this every time. You know, media can be really ir- irresponsible about stuff like this. Uh, we may mention possibilities, but we're not. We have no knowledge. There's no inside knowledge. Sometimes you or I might say something that we have inside knowledge of, just to kind of help the, the the truth along. I I I can speak for you and I. No clue what's going on. It could be something super serious, and I just want people to keep that in mind when they're you know with their criticisms. You know, it, it could be, yeah, it could be an injury. It could be a, a family member dealing with something terrible. It, it could be it could be a number of things, um, and it could be an injury. Mm-hmm. Also, could be none of it. Could be could be something more nefarious. There's something in the locker room. The trade talks. The, the disagreement. You don't know. You just don't know. But everything is pointing towards there's just something off about him. Uh, he hadn't. I, and again, I didn't realize this. He hadn't spoken to the media in 16 days. Uh, according to Sean Cunningham, uh, who who runs this interview uh, with a little bit from Jason Anderson of the B, I'll let you uh, figure out for yourself. Here's a deer, and this was before last night's game. Uh, just gotta stop paying games away. Has that been a um, a tough one to, to kind of swallow, knowing that a lot of these wounds are kind of self inflicted with this team? Oh uh, yeah, I mean I think we could be in a better spot, but uh, here we are. To see to see this team kind of also play well on that road trip before you guys came back. Is that kind of like the kind of the gift and the curse of, the, of this little stretch? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you have to be able to finish the games, and we haven't we haven't done that well. To have three days off, <clears throat> how good was that for you guys? Uh, I mean, we had a lot of practice, so. Was it good, like physically or mentally or, or both? Uh, I mean, there are times where you want rest, but at the end of the day, we still get after each other, try to make each other better. Keegan talked about how it was a little bit of a, even a mental reset. I mean, is that something you can kind of identify yourself and, and kind of say what might have been needed? Yeah, I mean, how many times are you going to have a big break like that? So, um, you know, you have to take advantage of it when you can. And then, obviously, there's a huge road trip coming up right after this, gone until February. Just um, longest of the season, how do you approach a, a trip like that with, with this team? I mean, you just got to go out there and be ready. Um, I mean, I think I saw the Philly game, I think, for that entire road trip. We played well for the most part. So, um, like I said, we have to be able to finish games, and um, I think we'll be in the right spot. Jeremy, we hadn't talked to you in a couple of weeks. What, uh, what yeah. can you say just about, you know, your reasons for deciding not to talk for a while? Which is frustrating, but it's to have Trey. Okay, okay, just real quick. I think it's important because most there's of no you, audio of that. There's, yeah. yeah. Uh, help me with this, Jason. He he was asked by Jason Anderson, you know, basically, why haven't you talked in 16 days? And De'Aaron kind of did like a little quick head shake and just kind of made eye contact with him. Uh, you could read a ton of stuff into the body language there, but he certainly, he understood the question. Yeah. He, but he wasn't addressing it. Yeah, I was like, I don't know. And I don't really want to talk about it. Right. Like, Which your, is a lot of the interview. Like, right. It, it, I mean, Again, different time, different circumstances, no speculating. But, Dave, you and I talked in a completely different scenario. Right. Media day. Fun, loving. Yes. can be very thoughtful, good answers. And, you know, you don't owe everybody every that no, on every don't. interview. No, you don't. But this, 
clearly the look of it, and for anybody, it looks like someone that doesn't want to do this at this time. It looks like he is going through the motions. I'm just here so Short I don't answers. get fined. Yeah. Short answers. And that's not the De'Aaron Fox we're used to. Right. He can be salty at times. Sure. He can, And by the way. And he I, has every right to be. He does. Yeah. And one of my favorite parts about him, too, is he can be downright snarky at mm-hmm. times. Like, he... He's aware of stuff, and he's got a he's got a cutting uh, wit about him that I actually I really enjoy. He's an enjoyable player mm-hmm. to cover. There's clearly something off, but again, let's go into speculation zone here, <laughs> which could be garbage. You wonder if it was an injury, though. doesn't it just doesn't feel like that necessarily it feels like maybe it could be he could just be upset at the way the team's playing and you know what what i have nothing to say we're playing like garbage right now i'm pissed and i don't want to come out and say something stupid or something i regret again that's a speculation but that's the instinct i get that's the feeling i get um it could also let's let's plug that into another speculation what if there's something off court really wrong right. in his family life? Yeah. Well, maybe when he's asked why did, why haven't you talked in 16 days, that look would match that too of like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's none of your business, dude. Right. I'm going through stuff. And he just doesn't want to say that cuz it's nobody's business. Right. Or it could be much to do about nothing. Yeah, could have been bad timing just you know, wasn't feeling it. I mean, you know, you get people in different pockets of the day or different times of the it just yeah, mm-hmm. not not right now, but I well, all I, we can I, do is is Wonder, guess. I would just say this: as we've watched him play, it's it's not the guy that was literally playing. I would say at the MVP level, he's not right. awful. Right. He's not costing the team games. Correct. It excites me to know, Dave, that if he gets back to that level, yes, which I know he can, while Sabonis is playing at this level, mm-hmm. this team could be really good. Um, he's just not in that right now, and again, yep. he's not costing them. No. But you just know, man, there's a level of De'Aaron that we're not seeing at this moment. That's right, and we just don't know why. Yeah. And Look, here's the thing. De'Aaron has more than earned our trust mm-hmm. and our patience and our uh, whatever you need. Like, okay, dude, what whatever you got going on, yeah. that is your business, and we hope you work through it. And there's if anything- I bet on someone to get it right, it'll be him. A hundred percent. And I, I, I'm, I'm willing to say this. Speculation aside, I don't think it's speculation to say there's obviously something going on. There's obviously, that is not normal him. There's something, could be any, there's something going on with him. So whatever it is, we'll we'll know at some point, probably, it, it might come out. I always tend to think it, 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 it helps in, in the patience and the lack of criticism. Like, I don't know what he's going through, man, but I hope it's nothing terrible. And just, just let it lie. I don't, he's not a sulker. Right. He's not he's not a, a a moody guy, so I I just I hope whatever it is, um, I certainly hope it's nothing in, in his his life life, which again is none of our business. Uh, I hope everything's great with him more than basketball, and uh, I hope that uh, you know it's not an or whatever 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 can be taken care of rather quickly because this team goes as far as the Aaron Fox goes. Yeah, the Aaron Fox. If there's something wrong with him that's not fixable, at least not in the immediate. Uh, Good luck. Yeah. Good good luck on that one. All right. Well, that's a tough that's a tough segment. I, I hope it's all well. We'll take a break. When we come back, uh, on the uh, other note, 
Let's get post-game reaction from Mike Brown. And uh, ha, Harrison Barnes, Black Falcon has ha. returned. Ha-ha. He is back, at least for a one night only. You hope it's more. Uh, is it because there was a little? There's a little rivalry between crows and hawks. It's not. <laughs> it's not. He tended does very well. Do very well versus bird teams. Yeah, except the pelicans. Underreported. Underreported fact. We'll take a quick two minute break. We're right back with Harrison Barnes, Malik Monk, and Mike Brown next. Michael Dave. He has very good sources, and he, he just kind of tells it as it is and gets to the point. Jason Ross. He has a lot of pretty smart things to, to say. He's good at what he does. On Sacktown Sports. There's a drive by Barnes. Pull up, two-pointer. Score another one for Harrison Barnes. 17 first-half points for Harrison Barnes. We hit the five-minute mark in this second quarter. Harrison's on the right angle. Down to three, down to two. Drives on bogey, pulls up baseline. Hits the floater. Three-tenths of a second to go. 19 first-half points for Harrison Barnes. And on the inbounds pass, the horn sounds. Sacramento has held their opponent to 40 points. Harrison Barnes to Davion Mitchell to Dematis Sabonis. We're just past the midpoint of the fourth quarter. Kings lead 101-89. Against the zone, the pass to the corner, and Harrison Barnes with his fourth three-pointer of the night. Now has 26 points. 104-89. Five-dollar footlong cookie. Sorry, I just saw that ad. <laughs> That's breaking news. Oh. Actual footlong cookie. More on that. Here's Mike Brown on Harrison Barnes' aggressiveness. I thought the pop was there. Um, he was really aggressive. Um, you know, if he felt like he was open, he stepped in and shot the ball. Uh, the guy closed out on him a little too hard and or he thought he could go around him, he went around him. And if he got an angle to the rim, uh, then he was drawing a foul or, or looking to score it. So um, seeing him being as aggressive as, as he was tonight, uh, it was good because we needed it with the way that our, our big three um, uh, shot the ball. So, uh, and then on top of that, you know, once he got going like that, we started going to him. And down the stretch, we basically went to him three or four straight times or called his number uh, three or four straight times. And, and good things happened almost every time uh, he, he touched the ball. So, uh, he had a, a great game from start to finish on offense and the floor for us. You know, of all those plays that I that I just clicked on from Harrison Barnes last night, they all had one thing in common. They were Harrison Barnes. They also had another thing in common, Jason. None of them were the Jiffy Loop drive of the game. That's true. So if you want to call right now, 1-800-920-1140. If you remember the Jiffy Loop drive of the game, from last night, you can get a $100 gift certificate to our good friends at Jiffy Lee. Yes. Fun night, for, though, for Harrison. Yeah, and, you know, it was great. Brank Brown said it there that, like, they went to him. I thought they started that early. Uh, there were little stretches. When Atlanta went to the zone, it seemed to bother Sacramento a little bit uh, in, in some portions of the game. But Harrison Barnes was aggressive. He showed what he's capable of when he is aggressive, and I think that would be my biggest critique of Harrison is 
he floats. He kind of, you know, there'll be many games and the box score will finish at the game. And you look, you go, wow, he played 28 minutes. Mm-hmm. I don't remember a moment. I don't remember a play. And he doesn't have to have 30 every night, but you just want to feel like you're having an impact in the game. And I think too many times watching him, you don't feel like he does. No, you don't. Uh, and, and we talked about it just in the last game. He shows there's these nights where it's like, oh, you look up, Harrison Barnes is, what was it, 22 minutes and he had two points, mm-hmm. something just. And a board. Completely, completely off. Yeah, and yeah. a board. You're like, this is not what we're looking for. And then he comes out and uh, last night was an HB night and. Good for him. I'm yeah. very happy for him. Yeah, because they've had more games on the other side of this where it's like, I remember the Portland game where Fox and Sabonis had something like 75 points mm-hmm. and the rest of the group did nothing. Last night, I thought the group was great. Fox and Sabonis didn't shoot the ball well and no. didn't have their normal point total, but that's why you want to be able to win games more ways than one. I thought the bench dominated the Hawks bench. We mentioned free throws as well, but uh, Barnes was was really the guy doing most of the heavy lifting. I think one of these people on the phone line says, did you feel the driver of the game? Uh, if there's that many calling in, yes. They were listening intently. All right, let's see. Jeff, you're on with Jason Ross and Carmichael. Dave, what was the Jiffy Lube drive of the game last night? We got Malik the King Monk to Trey Lyles to go up by seven in the second quarter, boys. All right, Jason. So he says Malik Monk to Trey Lyles last night. To go up by seven. That sounds like very – that's very detailed. Very detailed. Uh, yeah. You think he's got it? Uh, well, let's see. Let's find out. Add to Malik Monk. Cruises into the front court now. Great pass to a cutting Lyles, and he scores on the drive. Malik Monk with a setup pass, and – Trey Lyles with a finish for Sacramento. And that's going to be your Jiffy Lube drive of the game. You're listening to the Carmichael Dave Show with Jason Ross tomorrow morning, 745. Your chance to win a $100 Jiffy Lube certificate, courtesy of all the Jiffy Lube locations in the greater Sacramento area. Well, there you go. Congratulations. First try, Jeff. You are awesome. You've got yourself a gift certificate for 100 bucks to Jiffy Lube to get whatever the heck you want done, done. And it's all thanks to your favorite Sacramento sports radio station. What's the name of it? Back down sports 1140. That's the perfect call. You got it right. Clip it up. That's a promo. You didn't hang up on him, did you? Okay. He's on hold. Everything <laughs> went great. Yes. The setup, the execution, not hanging up on him. What a day. Look at us. Let's uh, look at us. <laughs> Who the fuck? Yeah. Here's Mike Brown on De'Aaron Fox. He started the season at such an, an elite level. And <clears throat> it's. I, I think he can get to a point where he can be pretty close to that throughout most of the year. Uh, but he's still a really young player, and he's still he's going to go through his quote unquote ups and his downs. And this the, right now it's the dog days of the season, and uh, you know not everybody is going to. Kevin went through it, <laughs> you know, uh, so not everybody's going to play at the level that they think they should, or uh, or everyone else thinks they thinks that they should. So um, as long as he's you know staying with it, which he is, and continuing to put his work in. Uh, he's our guy. He's done it for us over and over and over again. Uh, he'll find his way uh, back to where he was at, uh, close to the beginning of the year. Mm. I believe that. I do, too. Yeah. I do, too. Let's hear from Malik Monk. I want to play this specific quote. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Malik on 
the team down the stretch, and kind of like DeMontis Sabonis said the other night uh, when he was talking about the moment being too big, I think this is a little bit of honesty from Monk as well. Oh, yeah, it was great, man. Um, basketball, the game of runs, and they made their run. Um, and we usually fold when another team make the run um, and let them all the way back in it. And um, like you said, we didn't fold. Um, we kept our foot on their necks tonight and um, finally finished the game how we supposed to. He's right. I mean, there's we been a tendency fold. for them to – you know the lead was large. It does, there, like he said, there are runs. It's natural, and it got to seven. I mean, it, there, it, it was still doable for the Hawks. But I think right after that was, I want to say, like a twelve-two run by the Kings, get it back to seventeen, and kind of cruise into the finish. But um, yeah, that's where you hope when we say that they got to learn from some of these games. And maybe last night was one where they did learn from that. Uh, what was that again? Oh, the phone line. Sorry, I didn't hear you. One eight hundred nine two zero eleven forty. Steven, you're on with Dave and Jason. Good morning. Good morning to you, boys. Good morning. Um, so, uh, quick question for you. Actually, this is more geared towards Jason. Um, so, you uh, you had followed out a couple weeks ago. I cannot remember specifically the game. You talked to uh, Malik Monk. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may have actually probably played a clip between him and G-Man. It doesn't matter. Specifically, the point is, he mentioned something about off-court issues. Yeah. And you played it, and you immediately were like, nope, I'm not touching it. Let's let it play out. Do you think that has something to do with De'Aaron Fox's down or his, his lack of play? You know, that may have something to do with it. I'm not trying to speculate too yeah, much yeah, yeah. into it, but – that did, you know, that was a good, that was a good, you know, that brought it up. And uh, yeah. you guys bringing that up, and that's what reminded me of it. So, no, I appreciate it, Steven. Yeah. And it's funny, Dave, and Steven's something like I've literally mentioned to you. I think it was while you were gone. And I said, oh, Dave, you know, something's coming to my mind. We had a Malik Monk cut. And now that he's filling in the pieces, I forgot he was talking to G Man post game after a win. And yeah, kind of Malik offered up. He's like, hey, look, we're, we're, I don't know what to say, we're going through stuff, but. You just don't know what guys are going, going through. through. And it just seemed like an interesting thing to offer up at the time. Mm-hmm. And I think I even played that part again. I went, that was that was intriguing. Interesting. I go, eh. And then it goes to speculation. And then, you know, as Steven said, is this something regarding De'Aaron? I don't know. I mean, that I don't want to get caught up right. in the speculation because I truly don't know. Right. But I also don't want to be naive to think, look, in just in anybody's slice of life, in a 12-month span. Yeah. Life happens. It does. And, you know, when you're looked at and evaluated, like, wow, he only scored this or did this. What's wrong? Well, there could be something. It also could be nothing. And that's that's such a wide scope that you don't want to – I don't know. I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, I I, The whole Malik Monk thing is certainly – that makes sense. Mm -hmm. As you said, could be nothing. Could be a coincidence. It could have been on Malik. I don't know. It could be for himself. Something he's dealing with. I I don't know. In these situations, I will tell you this. Over the years, I've found comfort in when when there is something speculative and you're worried about something. I I tend to err on the side of caution. And and, and I'm just saying for me personally, I'm going to choose to believe that he is going through something. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is, but he's going through something. And if we knew about it, we'd be like, oh, okay. Worst case scenario, I'm wrong and he's not. And I hope I'm wrong and I hope he's not. Yeah. But I think through the lens of, oh, I don't know what he's going through, but he's going through something and all I can do is just send good thoughts to him. Um, you know, not to get too goofy or whatever yeah. on that, but I think I think when in doubt, it's always it's always a good idea to just try to be a good human. Right. And, and if he's going through something and it sounds like he might – 
uh, you know, we'll, I, I think everybody will understand. And I certainly hope he's not. Yeah, I know I keep exactly. going in circles here, but right. I certainly hope he's not. We'll take a break. When we come back, Nick Johnson, former major yeah. leaguer, local kid. He's going to join us, Sacramento Sports Hall of Fame elect. We'll talk about that experience for him next.